What is up, fam? Welcome back to That's the Angle. And in this episode, I am talking to someone I found on Craigslist. Yes, I know. It trust me on this one. It is an amazing interview because uh, if you guys just follow the podcast on the audio, not on YouTube, I posted a video about I ha- how I had the crazy idea to put a post on Craigslist and offer $50 for someone to come on my podcast. Granted, they have something interesting or they have something interesting to say or something about them is interesting, right? So I had tons of people hit me up and out of all those tons of people, I selected two and interviewed them both. So this one is Miriam A. Dune and she is from the Washington DC area and she is a stand-up comedian and an overall really funny lady, really funny person. It's really cool to hear her perspective. She is a immigrant from Morocco, which was very surprising. So she's a ethnic immigrant woman do com- doing comedy in Washington, D.C. Yeah, talk about an intersectional point of view, right? It's crazy, but overall fun conversation because you know what I'm learning is that everyone's got something interesting or has something interesting about them to say, which is a weird thing to figure out. I don't know. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Anyways, enjoy this interview, and if you want to watch the video about me going through the uh, submissions to be in the podcast, you can check that out on the YouTube channel. All right, so guys, please, if you enjoy this podcast or anything like that, please like and subscribe on YouTube. Our rating is cool too, but it's really all about the YouTube. Let's be honest, it's all about the YouTube, so show love on there. All right, let's get into it. That's the angle. That's the podcast. How's it going? Welcome back to That's the Angle. And uh, today we are joined with the first guest from Craigslist. Miriam. <laughs> yes, that's me. And this is so random. So guys, I think I have to give you like a little bit of uh, context here mm-hmm. as far as what is going on. So there's a separate video, which you can see up here if you want. Mm-hmm. But basically, um, I had the fun idea to post on Craigslist. I'm looking for a podcast guest. And I just put, put on that Craigslist ad. I put... Um, just looking for someone interesting. Let me know why you should be on the show. And so through that late night baked adventure with my friend, having just a good idea, uh, we went through them and you can see that in the video as well. And here we are now with Miriam. And <laughs> so it's Miriam and Brian Green and, and Miriam's the first person I'm talking to. So what's going on, Miriam? How are you? Ah, so far so good. Apparently I'm an interesting pe- person to talk to. So yeah, that gives me like some sort of self-confidence <laughs> boost <laughs> in those days where everybody's like, I don't know, questioning their life, questioning their uh, aspirations, questioning what is happiness, what is, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. at least an interesting email. You know, I, I'd say out of all the emails, it was definitely probably the most interesting. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. Me, me and my friend Alex, who we went through all the emails with, uh, and trust me, there were a bunch because, uh, you know, it's just so random. Um, and I have questions about that. We really liked yours. It was so funny. And my, my, first, my, my first thing that comes to mind is, what were you doing on Craigslist looking in the talent section? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm always like, looking for new things to try you know um don't have like necessarily like a especially like right now you know like you like you really want to try new things that's like the right time to try new things and think outside of the box yeah like 
see because like now everybody's not everybody but i think most of the people uh are trying to reconsider like how they want to do things on a professional level or a personal mm -hmm. level or whatever so that was like that was like you know my um uh how i you know how was that, that was like the mindset yeah i was like let's go and see yeah i mean it's like you're always curious like who's who's looking at the craigslist talent section you know Oh, yeah. Listen, don't judge me, but I've done a lot of things. Let me tell you, <laughs> one, of the, one of the gigs I've done is like to be at, like oh, in yeah. an auction and like to try to be a buyer in an auction. So, wait, 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 wait. You, you said you, you hosted an auction? No, like the host of the auction hired me to pretend to be like one of the potential buyers of the auction. And I was kind of raising prices and stuff on people. That, <laughs> I don't know, interesting I wasn't going to get me in trouble to say that, but hey, I did it. <laughs> you, are you saying you scammed an auction via a Craigslist ad? Yeah, but they hired me to do that. It wasn't my idea, you know? Wait, wait, so every time someone bought something, it was your job to like be like, bid you up a little bit more. Yeah, you know, like, that and we have, so like, we had to up. agree on a code and a stuff like that, you know, how winterized the price when, well, like, he was like, you know, we have kind of the sign language to, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about it right now. It would have been, hey. been really funny if you were the person who's like, eh, give me a dollar, give me two dollars, two dollars, who give me three dollars, three dollars. Was it one of those auctions? No, 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 actually, it was like a fancy auction. It was like, you oh. know, like for arts and, you know, like, very expensive thing and Persian carpets and <laughs> stuff like that. So, so I had like to dress up and stuff. Did, oh wow, you showed up for it and everything. Mm -hmm. So uh, what what did you think when you saw my Craigslist posting looking for a podcast guest? Actually, I've been I've done that before because I'm well. I'm I've seen like I went through the you know the the channel and I saw that you've already interviewed Martin Martin Amini. Oh, like I was a, gonna ask you about like a, that later. Yeah, but like, uh, you know, I've done, I've done that before, so I was like, okay, maybe I should, you know, uh, you know, just try to share my perspective. I am like a social by my comedy. I think that I'm a social commentator. Well, I'm not that important yet. I don't have a big platform or anything, but I'm always willing to share, you know, my perspective, my opinions. You know. So, so you're like a comedian. That. Is that is that? Is that what you do? That you're a comedian? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not as established as, like, Martin, but uh -huh. I'm, like, I'm trying to get there. Ah, uh, yeah, because Martin, he was in L.A. at the Laugh Factory doing, like, a bunch of crazy stuff. Yeah. He's, like, one of the, you know, the biggest name of the D.C. scene. I mean, he's down to earth, very accessible and everything, but he's still, like, Martin, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's doing pretty crazy in his own right, I mean. Mm -hmm. it was pretty funny that he moved back home considering everything going on yeah, he went to LA and then it's like got there and then just went right back <laughs> just because of COVID shut down everything yeah but actually if it, if, if it wasn't like for COVID I wouldn't, I wouldn't be back to DC neither I would be still in LA because I myself moved to LA like in oh, wow. last, yeah last November like pretty much uh, for the same purposes, like because I wanted to like uh, start a career in comedy and acting and all of that. Also, you know, just, just like to have a change of scenery because I kind of got fed up with the like the DMV lifestyle. 
Oh, so so you went out to LA to pursue the comedy dreams as well, because I guess you and Mar- you learned it at the same time. It's interesting. Yeah, but pretty much we're not on the same level yet. Like I was, I was trying to start from scratch over there, which is not really a uh, good idea. Um, like in at the end, it's not really a good idea because you want to go to LA when you're already established somewhere, you know, and you have like an offer or something. You don't want to go there and start from scratch, you know. Oh, so 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 you you didn't do any sort of like DC gigs before that. It was just. I want to be a comedian. Like, did you even know you were funny when you went to LA? Like, did you even know you were funny? Actually, yeah, actually, yeah. I did. (laughs) No, no, I'm not gonna like. I'm not like a rookie that much of a rookie. I've been like doing comedy for like two years. Uh, You know, I've done some book shows in DC. I wasn't paid that much for it. Yeah, I know Uh, the comedy gig. It's it's rough. Comedy store too. You know, I performed like twice, but it was not like on a big time show. Like, I once did like the. Uh, the, um, the potluck, which is like the mic. And then they called me back for like a friends and family show, which is already like a good start for somebody who's a, like a beginner like me. But then, you know, like I, things have got to, you know, started to get going for me and I started to get excited and everything. And then COVID happened oh. and I lost my job, <laughs> lost my passion and everything. And I was just like, okay, if I stay in LA, I'm just going to be like in the streets or something like that. What do you mean? Oh. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. You end up on skid row doing oh. crack, doing crack and sucking dick for $20. Yeah. Well, crack is very expensive. Mind you. <laughs> <laughs> is that why they're all homeless? Yeah. You know, they'd be doing meth. <laughs> it's like, they do meth, not crack. Yeah, crack is so fancy, trust me, because <laughs> it still has a little bit of cocaine in it. <laughs> but you've done crack? <laughs> well, I had like crackhead friends. <laughs> oh, you've crackhead friends. Yeah, not that anymore like, because they ended up stealing stuff from me. Because Yeah, it seems like a problem to have crackhead friends. You know, I don't know if those are the kind of friends you want to have around. Like, no, you, you want to have a crackhead neighbor, though. Crackhead neighbor? Yeah. Why, why crackhead neighbor? Because they shoplift. <laughs> They'll steal you some shit. Yeah, I know. They're going to shoplift and going to sell you like very expensive stuff for nothing. Again, I'm not sure if I, <laughs> there is any legal liability on what I say, but I'm just going to say. It. <laughs> I mean, I mean, of, of course not, because you never did it. You, you just heard about it, right? Do I, uh, yeah. Yeah, you just heard about it. I mean, God, God, God forbid you give them a shopping list and they happen to come back and you give them $20 or something that costs 200 Yeah, no. no they all. They, got they know your size. <laughs> I mean, look, if someone gives you a gift, it's not your job to question where they got it from. Exactly. See? See, that's just how it goes. You just don't do it. Good, good. Are you a lawyer like in daytime? No, no, not a lawyer at all. I'm the furthest thing from a lawyer. Trust me. I don't think that's, I don't think that's enough grounds to arrest anyone anyways. What am I going to do? Come find you and, and, and lock you up? You know, you may never know. You gotta be cautious these days. <laughs> so, so, so no, no crackhead neighbors now. No crackhead. Neighbors. No, no, not anymore. No. Ah, okay. Damn, that's so cool that you went to LA and then you came back. So you came back strictly because of COVID, or you came back because you didn't like LA? Uh, I mean, like COVID made me come back, like essentially because, like, I had a job. And like all the comedy things, and like all of it, all of, all of a sudden, all the comedy clubs shut down. I I work uh, in the restaurant industry, so like all the restaurants shut down too. And I was like, okay, I'm not gonna stay here by myself. At least like DC, I have a certain support system. You know, I have like friends, 
acquaintances, stuff like that. It's my, you know, like the DMV in general is kind of a, my comfort zone. It's mm. smaller. It's, you know, you can move around easily than like LA. LA, like, it's like wild. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it's hard to get around over there. Like it's really spread out. It's not really a city. Yeah. Absolutely. You definitely need to drive. The gas is expensive. You will find yourself driving like long distances. You're going to get stuck in traffic for like a long time. And there isn't like not even a time for traffic. Like you can find traffic anytime. I don't know. Like Like sometimes it's 2 a.m. and you'd be like, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like Friday, Saturday, sometimes. Yeah. It makes you wonder why anyone ever wants to live there or like live in a big city. Like unless you're trying to be like a famous comedian or like on TikTok, it's like, why do you really want to be out there? Yeah, absolutely. But like most of the time, like smart people, they go to LA when they have an offer already, you know, you Mm. can't just go there. That's the move. Like trying to make it happen, you know, because a lot of people out there doing the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it seems like everyone there is either there to be real, there to be a good looking person or there to be like in the entertainment industry or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Everyone there has goals of getting a lot of clout. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I agree. It's, it's clout land. Go over there and get the Instagram followers. Yeah. Yeah. So, sure. So are you excited to start a uh, comedy back up when it, when it's possible in DC? Yes. Oh my God. I've been itching for stage time. <laughs> okay. You, you made it sound like you were going to give it up. So I just want to make sure like you're not giving it up. No, 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 no. no. I okay. mean, I've, I've been like doing a lot of writing, you know, like what we call the off courts game, you know, mm. and I've been doing a lot of writing and I can't wait to try all what I've written so far, you know, during the quarantine. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, that sounds like the thing to do. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I only know as much about comedy as I know from Joe Rogan's podcast. And it seems like it's all about writing and then trying it out on stage. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Because you want to write, you want to go try it and go back to rewrites and then try it again. And then rewrite. And then at a certain point you'd be like, this is not funny. I'm going to write something else. <laughs> you know? That's, that's pretty much it. It? Or it's funny and it works and be like, yes, I'm going to include this joke in my routine. So so when it comes to like performing comedy, like with material, new material, like how often do you bomb? I don't know. But like, I think, you know, I have some established jokes, like jokes that usually work like 80% of the time. But then when I when I go to like, just try new things, I'll probably bomb like, you know, 50%, 60% of the time, especially when it's like wow. fresh. Yeah. So you want to record yourself. You want to like look around. That's why I don't do that. Like, you know, that, you know, live virtual because it's all oh, about that the seems connection. Weird. That seems so weird. The zoom call stand up comedy. I don't know if I could ever get into that. No, I, I don't do that because I'm, I'm more like about the connection because you want to read, you know, the audience reactions because sometimes people don't understand. Sometimes people don't relate. So you want to like, you want to also like scan whoever is around if you have any audience. <laughs> do, you, do you like interact with the crowd a lot? Like, would you like make fun of the crowd or anything like that? Uh, 
I'm not yet. I'm not confident yet. You know. Oh, oh okay. But I'm trying to do like crowd work. That's that's pretty much like the crowd work is like is like the host slash the hostess thing. You know, like the person ah. who hosts the the show is usually the one that does the the crowd work. But like, ah. yeah, like professional established comedians, they definitely are. Very, very good at crowd work. Not me, not yet. Do you know? Do you know who Andrew Scholes is? Yes. <laughs> you like him? Yes, I do. I do actually. I've, I've like I've, I've met him like twice on the, in the comedy store. I was just like hanging out there, you know. It, yeah. is, is it like really hard to maintain your composure when you're in a place like the comedy store when there's so many famous people around you, that people that you see like on online, and then you, they're just there in front of your face? I mean. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, he's not, he's not Dave Chappelle. <laughs> he's not, but I think Andrew Schultz is one of the greatest upcoming comedians. Like, I think he's like yeah. the internet's, he's like the internet's number one comedian. Like Dave Chappelle's like the world's number one comedian, but Andrew Schultz yeah. is like the internet's comedian. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, at first, I don't know. I, I don't feel like, yeah, it's like, you know, I'm going to get nervous around him. But when I first saw him, I was like, that's Andrew Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was not even sure. And then like, and then I was, I wanted to talk to him, but at the same time, like I felt that it might be awkward or I might like just come off as a groupie or something like that. But then he, he's quite accessible actually. It's, yeah, uh, I, it's like down to earth and everything. So uh, it did not like, it did not make me like nervous or something when I just said, Hey, I like what you do. <laughs> I'd be so nervous. He's going to roast me. <laughs> you just start roasting my man bun or something oh no <laughs> like there's one thing that is good also about like there's a thing that is not that does not really exist here in dc but i want to like really bring this concept here to dc it's like roast battles oh i've heard about that honestly i don't think dc could handle that i think dc people would get so upset true like people I mean, are like I want to see it. Trust me. I 100%. I want to see some roast battles like hundred percent. I would, I would, I would personally love that. But I think the people in DC would be, mm. would get so offended. They'd be like, Oh, did you just make fun of his race? Did you just call him gay? Oh my God. Like I, I honestly feel like that's what would happen. It's true. Like you, like in LA that like, as far as creativity can, you know, you are a little bit more like, yeah. Free, you know, freer to to make jokes. Sometimes, like he, I, not personally, I, I don't want to do that. But like sometimes, like comics make racist jokes, but they just land well. I mean, like, oh, damn, that was racist. But hey, it's like it's I don't know. I'm I'm personally against like policing the free uh, the free speech of arts. Yeah, 100%. I mean, especially with comedians, but even just day to day, but comedians have to have that pass. Yeah, because like, I feel like it falls under uh, catharsis, you know, this like this very old function of theater, you know, which is like, you know, you got you go there, you tell your sins. And by telling your sins, you tell the sins of your like of your society, too, which, you know, uh -huh. like, Man, I, like I heard like some savage jokes about pedophilia, about like you know girls talking about cutting themselves, like stuff that you know like nobody would talk about in DC. Like I definitely agree with you. Like DC people are a little bit 
you know, they take themselves a little bit seriously. <laughs> but, but, but that's where the skill is as a comedian. It's like, if you could make a pedophile joke funny, then it's like props to you. Now, unless you're Shane Dawson, then it's probably not going to age well. But like, if you're on stage making like bad jokes, are you making jokes about bad things, but they're funny? It's like, yes. But if it's a racist joke, that's not funny. It's like, oh, Oh, that's like that's a killer for sure. Like, no, you don't you don't want to do that. You don't want it to not land well because you're like you're gonna be like even in LA, you'll definitely get how does like put in a category labeled. So, yeah. so, so what what exactly is a roast battle for people who so don't like, know if who are listening? What exactly is a roast battle? So, a roast battle like two comics basically, or two. Uh, it depends or like two teams, and they just like roast each other you know they just make you know jokes about each other and as you said sometimes it's always like uh, you know like one person that represents a certain identity and the other person represents like the total opposite so mm. so we always make it like this clash like you'll probably bring like for example a liberal against a conservative or you're gonna bring like uh you know a straight man with like a queer uh woman or like uh something like that you know it's always and then it gets like it gets like ugly <laughs> yeah <laughs> it i think it get very ugly and personal but it'd be hilarious yeah, yeah. actually yeah I, I don't know I, I think we should like you know oh no 100 percent. you should do this I, <laughs> I i just know that the first people that show up to that show are not gonna know what they're in for. They're gonna be like, oh, a roast battle, this sounds good. And then they hear like fat jokes or fat shame jokes or like exactly. Asian jokes or black jokes. And they're gonna be like, oh my God, uh, Miriam's a monster. <laughs> Make me famous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I'm sorry, F your feelings. I don't know if I can curse, but hey. No, you can, yeah, you can say whatever you want on this podcast, it's fine. Fuck your feelings. <laughs> so, yeah. But, I feel but like that's also, an attitude you have to have, but also what? Uh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> well, no, I feel like that's like the attitude you have to have if you're going to like be on stage putting your jokes out there and being I think It's like, you can't care about what the audience thinks. Now, you probably hope they think it's funny, but like, that's probably about it. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. You know, like, it's like, nah, you're, we're out trying to laugh. We're just trying to like have a good time. It's not real. It's a joke. <laughs> Can people just take a joke without being, you know? Have you? Has that happened? Have you ever been on stage telling a joke and then someone from the audience was like, like upset? No, not really. Because like usually, I told you, like uh, when I talk, I talk a lot about things that from my my you know my own personal mm-hmm. experience. Um, and most of the people they will laugh in general. I try to make it relatable, but I wouldn't necessarily try to attack anybody and i don't think you know uh, i wouldn't care and if anybody would interrupt me or like heckle me or anything i would definitely (laughs) i I would really serve them (laughs) because i as i told you i'm yeah i'm not i'm not like really into like doing offensive jokes oh you don't do like racy humor or anything like that yeah not really not really i talk more about like more like yeah, I'll talk about my experience, you know, about being like a Muslim immigrant woman. Um, I talk about mental health. I talk about like... You got all the minorities working for you. Yeah, not really. 
<laughs> no, I meant I meant like being like like an immigrant Muslim woman, like 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 as far as like intersectional feminism goes, you're 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 living pretty high on that on that bracket. Yeah, but like I'm not like I don't have I don't really like even what I say is like actually because I am who I am, I tend sometimes to have like opinions or ideas or subtexts that don't match that direction, you know. Ah, uh, so like, like I would don't... like yeah, I would talk about I would talk about polygamy, you know. <laughs> I'll talk about a lot of things because and I feel because I am I belong to a certain like category or like I have that like minority checklist I kind of feel like entitled to talk about those kind of topics but I'm not gonna just like you know be like oh you know the word is whatever uh like I feel attacked stuff like that it's not who I am and this is not like the idea I necessarily preach i sometimes really have very conservative ideas actually <laughs> and people actually because of that contrast mm-hmm. yeah i kind of create the surprise element of comedy ah uh, you, you get to get away with it you're not yeah just i'm like, giving you my tools right now uh, i mean it doesn't matter you're not telling me any jokes so it's fine eh? i'm not gonna i'm not gonna claim a woman moroccan yeah, i'm nobody <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I feel like you, I feel like you and Martin should really link up because something that's interesting about Martin is Martin is that he's really trying to like stand up and empower for the uh, the comedians who aren't white. Like he's all for the fact that he's Iranian and uh, mm-hmm. I think Peruvian, and he's like you know really proud to be of that ethnicity and to, and to be a diverse immigrant comedian. Mm-hmm. Because so, something that was really funny that he brought up was that he's like, well, how come every podcaster and every comedian's white? He's like, he's like, he's like I want to be the 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 uh, what is he the the Peruvian Joe Rogan. Like, <laughs> or you could just be Martin Amini. Why do you have to be like somebody's somebody? Oh, well, I, I, he was joking about that. He was joking about yeah. that. But, uh, but I, I feel like I feel like you know you, you might you should, you should link up with him. He's doing yeah. this. Have you seen what he's doing? He's doing the backyard comedy shows. Mm-mm-mm. I didn't yeah. know about that. I actually I should probably yeah. Yeah, I actually might go this weekend. Uh, in the back of his house in, in Maryland, he set mm-hmm. up this. He set up a stage and cameras and lights and everything, and he's and he has an audience, and he's doing every weekend like I guess two two shows a night or sorry a show every night on the weekend, and it's just com- comedians performing in front of a crowd. Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know. I, hmm, I should probably go check his Instagram to see. Ah. Like, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, maybe, maybe I could link something. Maybe, like, hey, I know another ethnic comedian. <laughs> ethnic. Oh my God, I hate this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool, cool. Huh, okay, yeah. So, so you said you've been living in DC for almost six years? Yes. And you came from Morocco before then? Mm hmm. Wow. What made you come to DC? Uh, school. School, yeah. I came to, I came here to, like, as a student. So, like, I came here for my master's, but then I graduated. And, like, you know, my life took me in a different path. Like, I was just expecting to have, like, you know, a master's degree and have, like, a nine-to-five job. And then uh-huh. I came here, and, you know, like, it's very stereotypical. But I kind of, like, rediscover myself in the United States what I really wanted to do, you know. And how I oh. perceive freedom and everything. 
So you totally thought you're going to have like the safe American dream job route of like exactly. doctor, get the master's eight years, yeah. put in the time, make a bunch of money, be happily ever after. Yeah. But then like the you, marriage, like, the kids, the, the dog, the barbecue, all that shit I used to, to see on the Hollywood movies, but no. And then what happened? You got big to change your mind. <laughs> and it's a lot of mortgage and a lot of credit. But yeah, yeah. You, you, you put yourself in debt, make a lot of money, buy some more nice things, get some more debt, live happily in debt ever after. You know, it's, that's American dream right there. Yeah, but no. <laughs> Wait, so what happened? So what happened along that uh, along that journey that you decided to switch it up? So uh, it's just like a little bit of frustration. Uh, you know, DC, it's just a little bit difficult to be like a, a foreign national and try to like make it in the job market even if you have work experience because like the thing here in the united states we don't really consider anything you did outside of the united states like it doesn't have any credibility for like employers yeah. and like, the thing is like i had to graduate with a message and still take an entry-level job because that's like the as i've been told that was the only you know, possibility for me to like work myself up into the corporate ladder. <laughs> and I was like, fuck that. I don't have patience. <laughs> you know? It was like stressful. And you know, like you, like you get like paid, you get paid peanuts and you still have to prove yourself and you have to work overtime and all of that. And I was like, no. And you were going to do medical. You were going to do medical. No, no, no. Actually I'm in business. I have an MBA master of business administration. And like my background is marketing communication. So, and nobody trusts somebody to do marketing with an accent, apparently. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, you're, you're kind of right. It's almost like there's like some weird feeling where you feel like they don't get the culture. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. So I was like, okay, I'm not gonna fight that battle. It's gonna take me a long time and I have a life to live, you know? Uh, and that's it, so it was just like- um, What do you mean? You wanna be locked in an office? I don't want to be in an office, actually. That I just realized that I don't want to be in an office. You know, it's not even healthy to be sitting like nine to five, like just sitting in front of a screen, you know, like that, or like have to to like sit for those meetings and get that pressure and like take all those microaggressions in the, in the corporate in corporate America. And again, that's a fact right there. All that micro weird day to day shit you got to deal with. Yeah, but the thing with, the thing is, microaggressions exist. It's just like when you're an outsider, uh -huh. I still feel like, I just feel that I kind of start to understand it. But when I first came in here, like the first year, second year, third year, I, you get a little bit confused. You'd be like, is it me or people are mean to me? <laughs> you, know? you don't even know because you don't, you don't want to judge because you understand that you're not from here. You don't understand the culture. Maybe it's you and your background and your own culture and your own thing that consider this an aggression or a microaggression. But then with time, you'd be like, fuck yeah, it was a microaggression. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure if you think it's a microaggression, it probably is some passive aggressive bullshit. Yeah, stuff like that. You know, like you will have people in a professional meeting making fun of my accent. I'd be like, bitch, I speak five languages. How many? Nah, that's my thinking, of course. I don't say that. <laughs> like, do you really speak five languages? You speak. <laughs> you really do? Well, that's crazy. Yeah, I have, yeah whatever. Like, I, 
I'm sorry, but I can't get what you said out of, out of my head. You said it, it's hard for people to trust people with accents, like yeah. to trust their knowledge. Why is it that's such a weird phenomenon where you almost feel like, like, and I'm going to say it for what it is, you almost feel like someone with an accent knows less than you. Well, thank you for saying it. Yeah, you know, thank you for saying it. Although, like, person, I I don't want to, you know, come off as like arrogant or anything. But anybody who's not from the United States might know more than anybody from the United States. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It's it's not. It's not because I'm saying like I, I don't want to like try to imply that Americans are stupid or anything. No, Americans are humans. Are very smart people. But it's just like when you have that very. Like you have that specialty thing. You really have to have a specialty. You have to have a niche. You take one thing and you master it and you do it well and you just like advance that specific field. While like most of the people from the rest of the world, we have a more like a, a broad learning you know, experience. So we get to touch a little bit of everything. We get to know a little bit of everything, you know. We still, of course, have a, we focus on a specialty or something like that or like a field. But we we are required to know other things, you know. Mm. I don't I mean, know if it makes I, any I sense. Like, I mean, it it does. I don't have probably as much of a worldview as you do, mm. but like, I feel like I feel like I'd I'd rather specialize in something than like have a little bit of everything. Yeah, I mean, here here in America, yes. But in other places, no, you have to, you are kind of required to know a little bit more because you want to be, you know, you want to be a little bit, you want to know how to do a lot of things, not a lot of things, but some things. So. Uh, I mean, wouldn't you want to be like an amazing comedian and not like a okay comedian? I'm sorry, I didn't get that. <laughs> that again? I, I, I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't you rather like be a specialized comedian than be like someone who does like ha part comedian, part working at a restaurant, part this, part that. Then you're, no. like, I feel like you never really become really good at anything. Oh yeah, yeah. I told you that you still have to have your own field or your own specialty, but it's just like you, you want to do other things on the side and learn other uh. skills on the side too. Like, like for example, here, a school teacher is not really required to have, to have like computer skills or oh any you know I don't know <laughs> but like if a school teacher somewhere else how can you be educated without having computer skills kind I see, of I see what you're saying I see what you're saying so it's not just like the expectations are different but again it's it's just a different way of like approaching life but I think in this kind of like situations. Like, for example, the COVID, the pandemic, a lot of people found themselves outside of, like, not working, furloughed, you know, she terminated a lot of things. You want to have another skill. You want to know how to do something else in order to survive. You cannot just capitalize on one thing. Yeah, that's true. I think a lot of people picked up a lot of new skills and hobbies during this whole thing. They <laughs> At least I hope they did. I don't know. I mean... Yeah, but like I'm talking about something that's gonna make you like you know that's gonna sustain you in a way or another. I don't know, but that's just like my humble opinion. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's different when you don't see it coming. You know, like if we know when saw COVID coming, so it's hard to be like be prepared with a side hustle. Yeah, most people just found it. Some people started like delivering groceries. Some people 
started making more YouTube content like me, like other shit. Yeah, or like, for example, I'm talking about stuff like, for example, somebody who does marketing, they can also like do graphic design, stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, like sometimes it isn't the same thing, not necessarily you know, being in marketing and driving Uber or delivering groceries or something like that. But something that you can really transition into it like later and into an office job or a full-time job or something like that. Not just like the gig economy. So do you like, do you like living in DC? Like, do you like the people here and stuff? Like, do you like DC? Yeah, I miss DC. Like, You missed it? Yeah, I did actually. I didn't know because, like, at first when I left, I was like, "Oh, fuck DC, fuck those uppity people, those self-important government workers." <laughs> you know? Not wrong. <laughs> but then, no, I missed the structure. I missed the cleanliness. I missed, I missed everything about it. Like, I, it's still DC has character and has soul. It has well, soul. It's real. It's real. You, it's a city that has like a history and a soul. Uh, I mean, a lot of people think otherwise, but I agree with you. I 100%. I think there's a lot of culture and a lot of cool shit happening here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, even, like, the architecture is, like, you know, like, there is, like, a certain type of architecture that is just typical to D.C. I haven't seen, like, I've, I've been a little bit around. I haven't seen anything similar. Uh, the culture. Yeah, the, the D.C. is weird, right? It's, like, you get the mix of city, yet you get the mix of like a, a lot of forest and a lot of trees, unlike New York, which is just pure city. But then unlike LA, DC is like a great spot to like use public transportation. Like in LA, you, I know you have to drive everywhere, but in DC, like I just got a little Vespa, like mm-hmm. a little scooter. I, I fucking love that thing. I drive that thing everywhere. And, and you can like, you could do that. You could do the Metro. You could do like those little uh, electric bikes. Yeah, could, yeah. yeah, the little actual scooters. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and, and still feel like that city vibe as we're in LA, you can't do that. It's just like, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And you know, some neighborhoods in DC, like you feel like you're really in the suburbs in the city. Like some neighborhoods in DC are very quiet. You know, you don't even feel that you're in the city. Like I used to live in Northeast, uh, like around the Brooklyn area next to the Catholic university. It's a very quiet, like, you know area it's not even fancy or anything it's just like middle class but it's very quiet as opposed to like if you're in shaw or like 9th street or like you know chinatown or like 14th street or anything like that so you have a, a mix of you know well, I mean, of let's honest, 14th street is nothing but gay dudes only gay dudes live on 14th street i don't know if you figure that out but like unless unless you're a gay dude who has a really good haircut and skincare you're living on 14th <laughs> It's too expensive. It's so expensive to live on 14th. Well, it depends on what part of 14th. You know, like Columbia That's very Heights true. is not that expensive, you know, a little bit, you know, if you're going more like, you know, Petworth or like Whitewood or something like that. That's not expensive at all. No, I, I just think it's really funny. That's just, that's yeah, just yeah, but like 14th, yeah, I know like what kind, what part of 14th Street you're talking about. That's, that's, oh, like the, like the U, like you and 14th around that yeah. area, Shaw and everything. I live mm-hmm. up in Mount Pleasant and you're right. Like, I feel like I'm in, I'm living in Virginia. Yeah. If mm-hmm. I go like three blocks down, I feel like I'm right in the city. Yeah. Oh like, my God. Columbia Heights. That's like the best. I love Columbia Heights. Like, no one's talking about that, but Columbia Heights, Mount Pleasant, Parkview are like, if you ask me, if you're moving into DC, that's the best places to live. Yeah. The they're underrated for sure. Like, you know, and also like, you know, the kind of crowd in there, everybody lives in there. You have like a 
a very diverse like ethnical uh, pieces like mosaic in there like you have all type of people living there and you like you have groceries you have like good like you know cheap yummy food <laughs> no seriously I live, so where, where I live where I live in Mount Pleasant is actually historically a Hispanic neighborhood so right where I live just like this one street Mount Pleasant street it's uh-huh. like Hispanic restaurants little uh, bodegas like little, mm-hmm. little pizzerias yeah pizzerias all that stuff and oh, it's just oh. I love it. It's just, I love, I, I never knew that this culture existed in DC. I thought it was just white people and black people. Well, I thought it was just mostly black people, but it turns out it's not. Yeah, no, 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 no. And there's like a farmer's market too, like not far from the area there. So yeah, yeah. I go to it every Saturday, you know, yeah. <laughs> wear my, wear my stupid mask outside. Oh my God. Ooh. Oh my God. I don't want to talk about the mask. But look, did you, did you see, did you see what DC's like uh health experts said about the COVID cases? Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe this. Like, I don't care what side of political you're on, but I can't believe this woman said this. She said that there is no link between all of the protests and mass gatherings and then the spike in COVID cases. I was like, are you stupid? Like, I'm not even a doctor and I could at least put that together. Shoot. I was like, this felt like a political move. Like, oh, oh like, of course. Of course. Like, like, there are double standards. Like, you know, like even the media, when they were talking, I mean, I am not talking, hey, like, just for the record, I'm not against the protest or the movement yeah, or anything. I'm not, I'm not either. I'm not yeah, either. it's just like how the media, you know, like, you know, portray different stories. Like, in the first, like the protests, you know, yeah, go protest. Nothing about like any anything, you know, COVID related or any like you know, uh, crit- critiques or uh, like criticizing people for protesting in the, during a pandemic. But at the same time, when like Trump was gonna hold a rally, now we're gonna be like, oh, Trump is gonna hold a rally <laughs> during yeah. a pandemic. <laughs> Again, I'm not doing like. <laughs> I'm not doing, you know, we're just, we're just, we're just pointing out obvious things that people don't want to admit. That's exactly what it is. Trump's holding rally. He's going to spread COVID, but all these hundreds of thousands of people protesting, it doesn't exist. They're all, they're all wearing their mask perfectly. They're they're all freaking, they're all freaking health experts who take vitamin D every day and they won't spread it. It's like, well, guess what? Like the 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 the, the World the Health Organization, this just like they're just not admitting some evidence that the COVID is, you know, the the coronavirus is like it gets transmitted airborne. So like, mm-hmm. what next? We're gonna just walk out with hazmat masks? <laughs> well, then, well then, uh, Doctor Fauci actually said that the mask outside don't do anything. Outside of what? I'm sorry. He said wearing your mask outside actually really doesn't do anything. Like there's no point to wear your mask outside, which is so weird because I don't know if I'm the only one, but it actually pisses me off. Like, like, you know, like microaggression pisses you off when, when I walk by someone and then they put their mask on right in front of my face. That, that just pisses me off. Like really? It's like you I think don't... I'm dirty. Like you think you think like you looked at me and decided that I have COVID, and so now you put your mask on. Like <laughs> I know, like it's 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 such a, like a weird move for sure. And like you know, the funny thing, people in their car alone wearing a mask. Oh my god! Like why? Did, <laughs> did you see the meme about that? The meme? 
Did you see it? No, I haven't. There, there was a meme. Okay, it's a thing. We're ready. Okay. There, there's a meme where it's like, uh, it, the meme says, uh, dudes who wear their mask alone driving in their car. And it's in the picture. It's a girl holding this guy up against his fence. He, he, she's got his legs up and she's kissing him. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Now people are doing too much. Like, I mean, I understand you go somewhere inside, you just comply. Yeah. Even if I, you know, if you don't like to put a mask, put a mask on because it's like, you know, it's a closed space, either like a grocery store or like supermarket or store, or whatever. Just put your mask on. But then, you know, outside, you don't necessarily just keep your, I think social distancing is a little bit more important. I think people sometimes forget the essential and focus on the, like the optional accessory things. Like well, people need to be thinking about their health. Yeah, but no, like, let me explain, like, what is essential, hand sanitizers or washing your hand with soap? Washing your hand with soap, (laughs) I'm sorry, but like, you know, in LA, like, for example, with with the start of the the, the, the pandemic and the lockdown, the shutdown and everything of everything and the confinement and the quarantine and people like just started rushing into supermarkets to buy stuff. Everything was gone from the shelves, like, you know, toilet paper, hand sanitizer. But guess what? Soap, hand soap was was there. Nobody was buying hand soap. Because you can't, which is funny because you're actually not going anywhere. You're literally at home using hand sanitizer. Just use soap. Yeah, just use just soap. But so, soap is like, it's is, is better than the hand sanitizer because the hand sanitizer is just like a temporary thing. You know, just some alcohol. You're rubbing I just, I just can't get, I, I just still, and. I can't get over the fact that the, like the DC's Dr. Fauci, essentially not Dr. Fauci, but the DC's health person said that. Mm-hmm. And then the comments were even more stupid. People were like, oh yeah, because everyone was wearing their mask or because of God. Not everybody. Yeah, I'm like, I could probably Google a photo and just see 10 mm-hmm. people not wearing their mask. And it's just so crazy that it's like, you're going to tell people that that nothing happened from that, but then but that restaurants can't open, that comedy clubs can't open. Yeah, you have people who are like shoulder to shoulder, but that didn't mm-hmm. spread coronavirus. I mean, it's not even being political. It's just pointing out dumb shit. Yeah, I totally agree. But also like, hey, even we have new cases, but how about like, do we have anybody dying? You know, even like the <laughs> death toll is like going, you know, it's going down. It's not, it's not, we don't have that much people dying from it anyway. <laughs> I'm just being cynical. No, 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 no. You're not. You're not wrong. Is that it's actually not killing people yeah. like you thought it was? Because I, I think at, at a certain point it's going to be inevitable. Everybody's going to have corona. Like you know, either you're going to like suffer from it, have symptoms, or just not have symptoms and just carry the virus around. Yeah, and then they come out and say that people who are asymptomatic can't even spread it, but then they say they can spread it, but then they say they can't spread it. It's just like, what, what do I do? Yeah, exactly. What the, what what should I believe? I don't know. I think it's like they are all nothing to be like taken a hundred percent like seriously because they're still like in the experimental phase. Even I, that I, vaccine, I don't want to hear about it because I want to be the first time. batch. You know? I mean, <laughs> yeah, try it on people first, and then we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like, this is kind of a weird thought, but if there is a situation where I could get like a mild form of Corona 
just so I could get those antibodies, I would do it. Like if someone's like, yo, if you come here and we'll have a Corona person cough on you, I'd be like, all right, let me do it. Because it'd be so funny to like, then you get to walk around like Superman, like, ha I can't yeah, like, catch I got, yeah. Corona. <laughs> like, yeah. like, 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 you could be like, I got the antibodies, bitch. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a flex. <laughs> That's a flex. That's something you're gonna start writing on your your resume, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I, mean, I graduated from this, had this uh, this experience, survived tested, Corona, tested positive, like test positive for coronavirus and antibodies. <laughs> so I mean, look, I spent July Fourth on a rooftop with a ton of people, and I swear to God, I was ready at that point. I was like, you know what, Lord, take me. I'm I'm I'm, I'm prepared for it. I, I was like, I don't care. I was fine. I was perfectly fine. I had a little itchy throat because I smoked a bunch of weed the next day, but like that was it. You know? yeah. Here I am talking to you. Yeah, that's that's what's up. That's totally what's up. Yeah, did you do anything for the fourth? What'd you do? Did you? I, I went out actually. I went to the wharf and had like fish and chips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Came back and just watched the and uh, the 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 uh, fireworks. Ah, okay. But usually, when like, you know, unluckily for me, like all my friends, uh, they moved out of DC somehow. We all decided to move out of DC. But we usually do like a barbecue and we go to the pool and do stuff like that, you know. But like, no, this year I was kind of alone. I think everyone is just, 2020 is like the year of being a loner. Yeah. In a weird way, right? Like, 2020 is like the year of just spending time by yourself. Yeah, but fuck that. <laughs> fuck being alone. <laughs> it's like it's just—it's not because like I love people or anything. It's just like sometimes you need somebody to check you. Like, yeah, you can't just be like having that mono thinking by yourself. Just have that, you know, just your own perspective of things. And you always need like an outsider's perspective. Have you been dating during angle. the? Have you been dating during the coronavirus? No. No. <laughs> No, no, no. Really? Not no. even we didn't go on one date this entire time. Mm-mm. I'm sorry to hear that. I didn't mean I didn't mean to expose you like that. It's all good, you know. I don't care. I totally don't care about it. You know, it's just, I'm not beyond that. Right I have like, like other things to think of. Like for me, like going on a date is just like you know not using my time to do more substantial stuff <laughs> i guess i mean i've been going on dates during corona i'm not gonna lie it's been kind of fun yeah like with a mask and everything where are we gonna go like set with masks somewhere i'm not gonna lie. i went on i went on a date literally yesterday and it was the worst date i've ever been on in my life you know what happened? <laughs> like i gotta tell you about this it was the worst day i've ever been on my the, the moment I should have known in like the first instance. So like we, we were talking a lot before the date because we met on mm-hmm. a dating app. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I thought it was going to be like magical. Like I thought it was going to be like romance. <laughs> so, so I go to meet her and I was just like excited to see her. So I was like, hey, like, good to see you. And she goes, whoa. She goes, well, like maybe we shouldn't hug. Like I just got off the plane. I was like, uh. Okay. I was like, okay, you're like that. Okay, I didn't see that coming. So that was like already, I was like, oh man, like, yeah. I was like, I was like, I was like, this is weird. Like, we're meeting in a public place. Like, at least take the risk. If you're going to meet me, at least take that risk with me to catch Corona. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, 
just kind of like, I don't know, if you want to meet somebody, at least you should, you should sign up for this risk already. Yeah, you're, you're signing up for that, at least a hug. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Sorry. And so, and so I was like, and so that, that kind of threw me off. I was like, right, fuck it. I was yeah. like I'm still trying to, you know. And so we ended up just talking about the, we ended up just like talking about defunding police and which felt, we ended up talking politics and then it went from like, Defunding police, which I don't entirely agree with. Essentially, we talked politics, which was the worst idea. And it was so annoying and it was so bad. And I was just like, oh my God, this is fucking torture. This is exhausting. So we walked up and I and like walked to this, I purposely walked to this corner. I was like, hey, you know, I'm just going to jump on my scooter and I'm just going to go home. I was like, yeah, I was like, this, this state's been pretty exhausting. And like, I felt so bad. Like I couldn't even like look her in the eyes. Like I was just like, it's it's just been exhausting. And she just like, was like, yeah, yeah, okay. And she like, she walked away and I walked away. And I was just like, Uh, yeah, that was terrible. Sorry. I'm not gonna lie. Literally the worst day of my life. Literally. It was like a political argument the entire time. And I wasn't even trying to argue or talk politics. I was yeah what's the point actually i don't know i feel like i'm i'm i like to discuss politics and i'm like very even like in my writing i'm very like political but i like like i feel like now social media is just enough for politics you know oh my god yeah i just leave all my political views you know on twitter and facebook and if i want to go out you know i just want to have a good time and probably talk about you know trivial stuff i want to talk about nails i want to talk about like tv programs and i don't know just because i feel like you know (laughs) social media is already doing enough for the political discussion if you just just open up social media all you get is politics Mm -hmm. it's really annoying i mean not that i think what's going on is annoying but i just think if the thousand people that I follow are all talking and sharing the same thing, that's not what I signed up for. I signed up for like pictures of like beautiful photos and hot women and to see my friends' lives. I didn't sign up for you to shame me into being from, from yeah. Life. Like Jesus, that was the good era of social media, you know, blogs. <laughs> yeah, stuff so, like social that. media is never the same after twenty twenty. Now social media just became everyone's like political platform. Yeah. Oh my god. No, I just. Uh... I, I'm, I myself, like, sometimes feel like that's too much. That's why, like, I follow, like, you know, cat cat accounts, like, cat memes accounts. Like, yeah, right. They're probably posting cat memes that are political, right? Like, yeah, but the thing is, like, even, it's not even social media, but it's just in general. Like, you have politics and you have everything else that got politized. Sport got politized. Arts got politized. <laughs> you know, everything else has like a political aspect of the thing. You know? Want to hear something crazy? Want to hear like a weird... So I'm pretty involved in the art world. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that's been happening is that because of all the activism and the Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter stuff, not that any of that stuff is wrong. I 100% am all for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But because of that, now everyone only wants to support Black artists. So every other artist is, is having a hard time finding opportunities now because on one end it's great because people are getting opportunities, but now they're being, now they're only offering them to black artists, which creates a problem because we have Asian artists and Hispanic artists and white artists and, and, and Hawaiian artists. And they're being literally denied, even though they're qualified for gigs. Like mm-hmm. I was talking to a buddy of mine who I'm not going to name. Mm-hmm. He was saying that he, he, he got the job for a mural. He's a, he's a Hispanic guy too. 
mm-hmm. like immigrant Hispanic guy. He got the job for a mural and because, and when they found out he wasn't black, they took it away and they gave it to someone else. He gave it to a black person. Yeah, but even this like whole supporting of black art, black products is just, 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 just a trend. It's gonna end. That's the thing. <laughs> you know? yeah, it's just and, a trend. It's not gonna like be there forever. That's the thing. It's just like, unfortunately, is this is how people just like hijack a movement or just like jump into like a PR opportunity. And that's why, like, why I really like, you know, sometimes if, even in that support, that support is not really sincere or sustainable. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And, so. and a lot of, and a lot of galleries are obviously doing it just for the look. Like I, I have, I have black artist friends who are like, yeah, this, this gallery never talked to me before, but now because of everything going on, they want to email me back five years later. <laughs> I'm like hell yeah I'm like yo bro I'm like get that money baby I'm like do your th-. I'm like if, if I was black too right now I'd be getting that money but you know it's like it, it it's it's just weird that we are now in a society where I can get demonized for even being critical and for even talking about those things you know what I'm saying like I like just me talking about this like people are gonna be like yeah, blah, blah, blah. it's like no I'm just pointing things out we live in yeah. a weird world where even people are scared to even talk about yeah, but that's the problem. That's what I actually, that's what I you really don't like because like uh, it's, and sometimes it happens to me too, you know, like because I look the way I look and because of my background, I just have to have like liberal, 100% liberal ideas. No, fuck that. You don't tell me what, what to think. And people would have the audacity to come and try to tell me that I am wrong and that I'm brainwashed. No, I am a human being and I can have my own, you know, like own, and that's racist by the way to think that a woman like me who looks like me cannot make her own opinion and like her own ideas or yeah. think by herself and that i need you to tell me what to say or what not to say or what to think or not to think you know like like like, like because you look like how you do you have to think this way yeah you have to be like uh, no I, as I told you sometimes like i'd be on stage i have i will have like a super liberal orientation this way but i will just switch all the way and have a conservative you know like take on a specific matter because i believe you know a human being is not it's not like this bipolar bipolarity of politics you know you can't just be either this or this and if you want right. to be this you have to agree 100 with this yeah. and if you want to be this you have to agree 100 with all what it entails no I can take something from here and I can take something from here and I can, you know, and I can bring my new ideas and, and I can think for myself and I can create something new and just be me. You know? <laughs> no, you're not allowed to because you're a Moroccan woman. You're an immigrant. You, 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 you are supposed to hate the president and you're supposed to hate everything. No, I, exactly. You know, like these are the kind of things. No. Yeah, you know, I, I just, if you ask me, I think, I think if, if anyone thinks like that, it's very ignorant and, they, and they're not, like they don't think hard enough about things. Like if, if you're Hispanic and you're thinking he wants to build a wall, I automatically hate everything about Republicans and their thoughts and their concerns and stuff. It's like, well, I don't, I don't know. You should think about things. I don't know. It's just like it's a lot of manipulation. And I refuse actually, like I refuse to fall into this manipulation and I refuse to be silenced. And I respect mm. anybody who is vocal about who they are, no matter what. You know, like, what are you going to do? You're going to cancel me? I am nobody anyway. You know, and, and fuck you. Even what? if I were somebody, just cancel me now. But, like, maybe in three, 
four five years, people they're gonna realize that it was wrong to cancel me, you know. Well, I mean, people and are getting like, canceled, and people are even scared to to say things and 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 like fear well, of getting canceled. Like I had a. Uh, well, guess uh, what? This is for me. This is the conspiracy, you know, yeah. silencing people and telling people what to think and what to say and all that politically correct bullshit. That's a conspiracy by itself. Well, well it's just That's interesting. People. Yeah, it is right. It's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna expose you. I'm gonna call your boss. I'm gonna get you fired because you don't <laughs> think because you don't think like me. It's like, what the hell is going on here? It's like, wait a minute. So I don't, I don't want to align with those people. Like, I don't. That, that, I, what that? You, you think I should be that? Yeah, the whole cancel culture. It sounds like there's a big YouTuber right now mm-hmm. who is hit his his content's hilarious. He has done really good work and everything like that he's he's been getting canceled he got violently canceled like his and he's got he's one of the biggest youtube creators he's got his channels taken down he's he's making no more money from it they took his job away basically all the way he makes his livelihood everything his makeup contracts all this shit because of jokes he was making 10 years ago about like pedophilia but at the time everyone was laughing and and you know subscribing Mm -hmm. and following for it but now 10 years later people clip it out and his name's Shane Dawson. Like they're they're clipping mm-hmm. it out, and they're and they're using it against him to cancel him. And so now it's like what happened was one of the big things was um, you know Willow Smith, Will Smith's daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He made like a joke about like jerking off to her or something. I guess in one of his mm-hmm. videos. And so they clipped out the video, and then uh, like uh, Will Smith's son Jaden, and then like uh, mm-hmm. Jada Smith are all like cancel him, deplatform him. He's making. He's fetishizing and making pedophile jokes. I'm just like, come on, like this is crazy. Like this is this whole you're, you're taking this guy's life away. You know, like what if this guy goes and kills himself? All of you guys would probably say good, but it's like I'm sure I've said some shit ten years ago that if someone clipped out the beginning and the end it would make me look really bad. Yeah, and even if you did something wrong, you still have the right to redemption. You still have the right to change. You still have to like you know and. In 10 years, maybe you were an asshole like 10 years ago, and maybe right now you're a different person. You're like, can people have that right to like, I don't know, like this benefit of the doubt that they probably not the person they were before or something like that. And just like, I don't know. I yeah, it's it's just so crazy. It's just so crazy to me. It's like uh, is that the new normal where people have to tread on ice around each other? It's like, oh yeah. Right? But sometimes like it's not innocent sometimes they do that they just like want to dig dirt on you just like to attack you because you are getting somewhere because you probably you know threatened someone somebody like somebody's i don't know turf or somebody's money or anything like that that's why we try to dig dirt on you to make you look bad or to cancel you whatever sometimes it's even that it's not like done a hundred percent with a good intention, you know, there's always an agenda behind. So, I mean, of course, if someone's making a compilation video trying to cancel you. Of course, they're going to take the worst things out of context. But it's so funny because as a comedian, you, you get a pass. You, you get a pass to say some fucked up stuff. As a normal person, you don't. So it's like maybe I should just do a couple sets and call myself a comedian that way I can say some fucked up shit all the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. I'm a comedian. I'm Hey, the Joker, now they we, they made a whole movie about the Joker that he was just like an innocent human being and he has the right to be an asshole. So yeah. We right. we the Jokers. You know? Yeah, everyone loves a Joker now, right? I guess it's crazy. 
Yeah, you can do whatever you'd be like, hey, that was a joke. <laughs> yeah, I'm a comedian, don't worry. Oh, 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 it's okay, yeah, it's okay. fine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you probably, at a certain point, you will just have to walk around with, a, like, a clown costume or, like, the Joker costume, you know, like, all the, you know, the, the props and stuff like that. You'd be like, hey. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I'll go that far just to say a racist joke. Like, <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> So it's so crazy, right? Welcome to DC. I tell people, like, welcome to DC. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, I wanted to like, to, you know, I wanted myself to like create a, like a podcast show, something like that. But I wanted to to make it about homeless people, you know, like you know, just go uh, outside and start interviewing homeless people and asking like questions about life. No, you know? no, you're gonna, you're gonna get canceled. You're gonna get canceled for doing that because you're gonna be exploiting homeless people. Okay. You can be exploiting homeless people for your own monetization because if those videos make money and you gain from it, you exploited a poor homeless person. <laughs> yeah, well, people would still want to watch it, you know, just like the Kardashians. They're exploiting America. I, I'm not gonna lie, that idea to interview homeless people seems pretty awesome, but yeah. scary, scary, but awesome. I just, just go and talk, you know, like whatever, like probably people, you know, they, I, I'm just thinking maybe, you know, they want to have, they want, they have something to share with society. They probably been there because of something. Maybe they have a lot of, you know, lesson learned and stuff to share with people. Uh, I don't I know. know they, it's, like, it's, a, it's also a population. It's like a, you know, very important population of the, of the city so they probably have their own concerns too and other you know thanks to to voice i, so, I don't know i feel like that's like the prime real estate to catch coronas from a homeless person right now wow well, i don't know myself so i was just i was just thinking out loud <laughs> that'd be funny so so how'd you so how'd you end up here <laughs> i don't know i don't want to make a joke out of this because that's going to be really bad <laughs> So why do you know it's so crazy, right? Like there's so I mean, I, I, I do have a lot of questions I'd love to ask a homeless mm -hmm. person, but like <sighs> that'd be interesting. You ever seen like Humans of New York or People of New York, that blog or anything mm -hmm. like that? Yeah, Humans of New York. Actually I had the book, like the book of pictures and stuff like that. It was a, yeah. It was like post, a, do you remember Post Secret? Huh? I'm sorry? You ever heard of Post Secret? No. Oh, um, that was something when I was like a teenager. Basically, it was like a compilation book where people would uh, mail in like a letter or a postcard with a secret on it and be anonymous and they would publish them in a book and it became like a big thing. Ooh. Yeah. What did they say? Like, you know, I slept with my cousin. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sometimes it'd be some really fucked up stuff in there. And that's why it was so good because people would just admit the most vile stuff and then you would yeah. just go read it and be like, oh my this whoa yeah. oh that would be yeah that'd be interesting hmm. right people could use that post secret right about now hmm. yeah awesome. let's bring it back let's start a box let's get a little you know those uh those, those three libraries oh yeah <laughs> we'll, do one, we'll do one for secrets it'll be a drop box i have a little pen and a little post you just put your secret in there yeah. This might be the schmoove. 
Yeah, but you know, we have to spice it up a little bit and be like, yo, put the name of somebody on it. Like, Whoa, call, call somebody out. out. <laughs> we'll, call, we'll, call it the, we'll call it the cancel box. You want to cancel someone? <laughs> put it right here. We're going to believe you because yeah. we're going to believe you no matter what. <laughs> something like that, yeah. Just like, because, you know, people would be like waiting, oh, does somebody say something about me? <laughs> you know? I have to check. <laughs> you, know, you know, there's an app for that. There is, it's called, uh, it's, I think it's called next door or is it's called like local next door or something. So it's like a, it's every, it's like an app. It's like the mm-hmm. biggest app. And basically you go on there and it's not anonymous. Like you have to use like your real name and like mm-hmm. verify and stuff like that. But basically it lets you get into like a public message board for your local community. Oh, okay. So like my buddy, for example, he lives in Columbia Heights and he went on there and he was like, uh, like, you know, fireworks at 4am is ridiculous. And then people actually got back on there and they were like, how dare you say that? That's DC culture and all this. So I'm like, Oh my God. Or like people can like talk about people. So I'm just, I'm really worried that someone in my building is talking shit about me. I don't, I'm kind of scared to go on there. <laughs> yeah, that would be epic actually. I, I would actually, I personally would be curious to know who's, who's talking shit about me when they stay, you know. Right? And your name's there too. It's not like it's anonymous. Your name is there. Interesting. That's like a very interesting. Uh, yeah. Maybe right. you should ask people to send you stuff like that, send you secrets, and you're going to read them out loud or something like that. You're going to have like, you know, maybe like a 10 minute, 15 minute of. <laughs> <laughs> something like that i don't know just, maybe yeah. like an anonymous anonymous podcast i mean for me this is this is like new for me this this is like a whole funny joke essentially it's like i'm interviewing a random stranger off craigslist like See? how, how yeah. stupid is that how 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 much of a baked idea is that and look you're, you've been adventurous awesome. you know especially that craigslist has a reputation right like i mean like you could have been completely batshit crazy which would have been just as funny See, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like uh, be adventurous, you know. Like uh, life is it's not worth the fear, you know. Fear right. is not a good thing. Yeah, I mean, you'd be like blocking yourself in fear, but like. Uh, yeah. So, 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 what other talent gigs have you done on Craigslist? Ooh, then like weird talent. No, I yeah. didn't do anything. Well, no, I just. Actually, I. Would- let me tell you something. It's just like, you know, just like, you know, it's not that I'm like, kind of like, uh, like prude or anything like that. I, I used to be like promoter for a strip club. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. What is that? Like, a, is like, that? A, like a fancy strip club, the ones that we call gentlemen's club. Oh, is a difference? Yeah, it's like fancy to say gentlemen's club, you know, <laughs> than strip club, you know? <laughs> So, but like I used to be a promoter for uh, for uh, for one of the like um, the uh, like the fanciest one here in DC. So I would that? like go and just promote the place and give promo cards to people, talk about it, try to get like you know uh, you know get like people to come to the club. Uh, of course, you know men would. <laughs> Would you have to convince them? Would you have to like be like, we have the nicest asses at this club? Like, yeah, because I will have have the girls with me. I'll have like you would. Yeah, we'll have (laughs) promo girls. We will have some of the the dancers, the (laughs) intricate 
trainers, you know, with me and stuff like that. And yeah, we, of, of course, we had to dress a certain way, dress to impress, so stuff like that. So you guys would hit the streets with you and your entertainers and just like, come to the yeah. club tonight. But like, it's like, it's, we, like we have a certain target. It's not, it's not, we're not like looking for anybody, for the average Joe. So we not, would not go me. To- not me. It's not that. It's just like we go. We would go to like fancy places to look for people, and sometimes we have to do it on the low because if like the people like you know of that establishment finds out find out that we are doing promo for another place, they would just kick us out. So we would be very discreet, and we just go somewhere and like pretend that we are like regular patrons, but we would just oh. choose we're gonna sit. Yeah, stuff like that, and just like start a conversation with people, just like regular people, and be like, by the way, we work for this place, and here is a card if you want to come that gets you in for free. Blah blah. blah. You oh, don't have. Oh, I see. A bunch of hot girls saying, hanging around. Of course, dudes are going to come around. Like, oh, so you want to see us? Come to <laughs> come to a stadium tonight. Yeah, now. <laughs> Ew, raggedy. That's, that, that's a strip club, not a gentleman's club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Did you ever strip? Did you ever try it? No. No, you didn't do it? They didn't ask you to? You weren't like, yeah. really? I feel like if you were, I feel like if anyone's involved with the, those kinds of people, they would just like, you want to try dancing sometime? Yeah, well, no, not me, actually. It's not that I, it's not that I'm, like, judging or anything. It's just, like, it's not for me. It's just, I'm not, I don't feel, like, comfortable, you know. Like, really? Somebody's going to touch my ass and throw me a dollar? Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> I mean, like, at this point, I feel like I could just get that dollar without even doing anything. <laughs> you can get dollars talking to someone on Craigslist. Shit, look at me. Hustle yeah, me Shit. Yeah, I don't need to show my ass, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I did go-go dance though well i mean that's not that different no because i'll be dressed you know i'm not gonna be naked or dressing out well, like, you're, or, you're like a little naked and you're go you're like kind of naked yeah my butt cheeks yeah yeah I, but i'll be dancing i'll be doing something artistic like it's not were you go dancing at a rave or was it just like for fun yeah i did that for like a. Uh, no, not for fun. Come on. For money. <laughs> Damn, okay. For fun. No, not, I'm not that kind of girl. You know? okay. <laughs> I like, I really do like, no, not for money. For shit. I got, yeah, no, I did like uh, clubs, I worked for clubs and parties, like private parties and stuff like that. Private parties? I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm convinced. <laughs> hmm, what kind of private parties? Did they uh, tip you pretty well? <laughs> I have no shame, you know. If I did anything, I would just, you know, say I don't, I don't actually. I I went to a strip club for my twenty first birthday a while ago, and I actually like, it felt weird. I felt it felt what? weird throwing money at girls like that. I was like, this doesn't feel right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. At this age, maybe, like, but like, if you get a little bit older, you would understand. Probably. What do you mean yeah. understand? I mean, I get it, but St. Thomas was like, oh, this is weird. This is like someone's mom. Like, this is like, ugh. That was- <laughs> like, you know that girl's That's got a kid. I have to be older. <laughs> when, when I get older, then all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, I'm paying her bills, baby. Like, yeah. I mean, just probably, like, you know, you will appreciate it better, let's say. I appreciate some ass clapping. What are you talking about? I appreciate all that stuff. But not giving the money, though, see? Exactly. That's different. That's a big difference. You don't difference. want to pay for the entertainment because you don't think it's like a legit entertainment. 
no, I smell bad. And then you know, you know what the worst part was? The worst part was at the end of like the song or the dance, they have to like collect the money. It just looked like it just looked bad. Like these poor girls are just like, okay, we're done. And they're just like sitting there, just like raking it in. It yeah. just felt so like uh degrading in a sense. I was just like, it's felt it's, it depends, but like for example, that fancy place I used to work at, they had like specific people just for the raking of the money. You know, the, the oh, dance so people didn't do that for themselves. They just leave the stage and just go. Uh, 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 yeah. I'm not gonna lie. America would be a better place if like prostitution was legal. Yeah, sex work definitely. You know, I'm pro sex work too. You know. Yeah, definitely. this this city like there'd be way nicer people if like dudes could just get that out of their system. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, exactly. Sometimes people, they just need, like, you know, women busting. too. Women too. Yeah, women too. Yeah. Like, uh, and it's like, for, it goes for, like, for not, like, for all genders, not yeah. just like for men or anything like that. But I think it's like men is a little bit, you know, uh, yeah, it's like, it's like kind of like a main clientele <laughs> that you would, that, that you would like think of. Like well, because women don't have, problems getting laid men have problems getting laid not women women can just like walk down the street or like open a dating app and it's like dudes just piling in but then there's like huh yeah well no it's not that it's, it's a myth actually it's like because like women usually they, they we don't we don't like we don't we don't we yeah i mean yeah anybody's gonna want to like as you said like just like the you go on an app and I think, but sometimes it's like you, you will you will worry for your safety. You will at least want somebody you would like to have sex with, you know, because not sure. all the men you're gonna go encounter in the streets or on the apps, you're gonna like them. And sometimes even you like them, you meet them, you get turned off, and women get turned off easily because like the sexual desire for nice. women, it's not the same as men. Like men are so binary, and sometimes I wish I was a man, you know. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> because like i don't know we don't we don't we don't fuck for the same reasons or for the same i guess i guess when you put it like that it makes a lot more sense for women to hire a like a stud sex worker because one you know no attachment and then two he probably knows what he's doing you know what i'm saying he could he, yeah. get the job done and he get, probably does not have a problem taking directions yeah or, or yeah or he's just like you know what like you hired me through my agency my agency completely says I'm safe, yeah. I'm clean, yeah. I'm, exactly. I'm professional, right? Like, I guess there's yeah. a lot of upside there. And then you could you could go back to being the hustle and grinding comedian. You know, you don't have to like, you don't have to like sit through a two hour boring ass dinner to get to the fun part. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes when you like women, this is the thing is be like, yo, women play, they'd be like, you know, playing games and stuff. And you know, when a woman goes straight to a man and be like, hey, I want to have sex with you. They get, they, like most of them, they get like, you know, they get weirded out and they don't want to have sex with you. They'd be like, why is fact, she so <laughs> you know? It's a big fact, actually. You're like, wait, what's wrong? Like, the yeah, first, exactly. first thing is like, wait, what? So yeah, why? and they be like, oh, girls are sneaky, blah, blah, blah. They want to play games. But because we have to pl play those games, we, we can't just offer ourselves in like a silver platter like that. Nobody's going to take us. You know? I mean, you're not wrong, actually. I think about it. Most girls that have like thrown themselves at me, I'm like, ah, I'm, like, I'm going to pass on this one. See, even if she's hot, even if she's cute, even if whatever, even if she offers to pay you. Wait, I've never had a girl offer pay me to 
that's that good. Okay, so you're welcome. That'd be fire. That'd be fire. I'm not gonna lie. It depends on how much I'd probably jump. Yeah, you gotta fire but yeah, you're gonna be bragging about it. <laughs> so how much, how much are we talking here? How much are we talking here? <laughs> Let me see. Uh, I don't know. Uh yeah, uh, I think um like an hour, eighteen eighteen minutes, something like that. So I'm just checking on my Wait, what? I think we're talking about two different things. What? Oh, <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought it was how long we've been talking. Yeah, yeah I know. Oh, how much we talking? Like, okay, like how much you want to get? Oh, yeah, you, yeah, you, how, can make, you can negotiate your own price. Yeah, th throw me a number. I'm, I'm going to run it through my mind if I would do it. For what? For what specifically? Like, like if, a, if a girl's like, I'm going to pay you to have sex with me. Like, okay, so, so it's just like for orgasm or per night or? Just like for a great For night. an hour? For... for, or, for Oh, uh, I guess until she came or something. Yeah, I guess until she. Or just an hour. You just give her like you know an hour of your time. Yeah, something. we'll say an hour. We'll say an hour. We'll say an hour. Jesus, you're really you're you're really pricing this sex work out. Jesus, I was just thinking a good. All right, all right, damn. Yeah. All right, like, throw, throw it out there, and I'll think about it. I'm curious. Uh, I mean, I think you should probably, you know, you're like educated. You have a podcast. You're not a weirdo. You should probably ask for like two fifty, three hundred. That's now. it. Only for three hundred. How much you want to make? <laughs> Actually, it's not hour. that. <laughs> I mean, we got it. I, I mean, I, I guess it, it, it have to consider who it is, right? But like, and you probably should give like I don't know. You should give a percentage to your pimp or something like that. You know, <laughs> a guy pimp. Yeah. <laughs> it's my it's not a pimp. It's, look, at that point, it's not a pimp. It's an uh -huh. agent. It's, it's, it's not a pimp. It's yeah, an agent. agent. Oh, yeah, it's agent. Like, oh, man, it's always like fancier. Yeah, it's your agent. It's not your pimp. Your agent. It's your yeah. Boss. See? You're going to have to get ready. You're going to have to wax. You're going to have to put. Me? You know, like, no. Yeah. What? I'm but not I waxing nothing. See what? Your price is going to drop. My price is. All natural or just trimmed up? Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends. It depends. It depends. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking. But at this I'm, point, it's not you. It's just you are doing a service. So you're probably going to have to, you know, take in con into consideration what, like, your client or your customer wants more than who you are. You went, you, went, <laughs> you went so professional on me. Jesus. I was, I was just thinking, like, there's some weird middle-aged woman, sees me, some young stud. She's like, oh. Oh, this is sugar mama. Okay. Yeah, sugar, I'm thinking like, how much, how much would I really do that for? Like, if I wasn't attracted to her at all, like if I was like, like she's like kind of overweight, not that attractive, like how much would I really do that for? Three hundred doesn't sound that bad. I, I, could, I mean, actually, you can get a little bit more if it's like yeah, a sugar mama. So yeah, like, like four, make four or five. You know? Yeah. Yeah, five. I mean, yeah, you can get more if she, if she falls in love with you and she likes you and she's desperate and you're her only option. So, uh, and especially if she has money and she can afford it, she'll definitely, you know, yeah. Uh, it, just, it would just weird me out. It feels like some fat chick and she's like, you got to go down on me, baby. I'm like, oh, oh. Get, get, the, get, the, get the snorkel out. Get, like, All right, here we go. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Look, it's, it's corona it's corona time it's tough times for everyone sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do mm -hmm. <laughs> I, hope, uh, I hope no one actually thinks i'm being serious here
No. Unless I'm being serious. You never know. You never know. Slide my DMs. It'd be all good. Yeah. But Miriam, but Miriam, it's it's been a pleasure just shooting the shit with you and talking to a complete yeah. random stranger off Craigslist. I never thought you'd actually be a good guest, but it's actually been a lot of fun. It's been, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I really enjoyed the conversation and you know, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. We've we've been talking Make about you famous. <laughs> hey, you know what? After this, you never know. I might I'll have to sign in Martin's games like, hey, I I met an ethnic yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> You're gonna be very helpful. <laughs> we no, have a black line of the keynote. I, I myself was guest on that podcast, so as important as you, Martin. <laughs> I, I'm being completely honest. I can't say I can't promise you I'm actually gonna do that, but I think you should actually DM him or like email yeah. him or something. Like he's, oh, okay. he responds to his DMs and shit. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I've met him before. I can like eventually, like you know, be like, "Hey, uh, this is Miriam. I've met you in at Big Hunks." Blah blah blah. So yeah, I'll definitely try this out. And thank you for having me. And I can't wait to have it, like you know, so I can share it. Awesome, guys. Well, that's it. That's the angle. Hope you enjoyed this most random podcast. It was fun. So if you want me to do more of these, let me know. Comment, or if you're listening. I don't know, but let me know if you liked it.